episode 85 of the Promoter Roundtable with Prospect FC owner and promoter Jamie Champion, Adam Lorenz from Modern FC, and the legend Lee Mean from Rumble in the Cage. Let's do it. Hello, hello, everyone. How are you? Welcome to episode 85 here of Fightly Atlantic Exposure. We have a damn good show lined up for you today. We have three promoters from across Canada joining us, three promoters who've been at it a lot longer than us. Um, the guys who put on shows, fantastic shows across the country. Uh, and, you know, we wanted to kind of bring them on and uh, kind of pick their brain about what they're doing during this whole COVID situation and how they're getting through it. And, uh, yeah, I know uh, it's been rough for everybody in the country, and I think everybody's somewhat in the same situation. But uh, we're really lucky to be joined by three fantastic promoters today, uh, starting from east to west. Uh, we'll start with Mr. Uh, Jamie Champion. He's in Prospect. He's owner uh, and promoter of Prospect MMA in Ontario, uh, based out of London, Ontario. A fantastic promoter. Just had a beautiful show uh, this past, uh, I believe, just before our show in, uh, or after our show in March. Uh, and it was beautiful. They did it at a nightclub and, and turned out well. So we'll chat with him as well. We have Modern FC, uh, Modern Fighting Championships uh, owner, promoter, um, Adam Lorenz, former professional fighter, maybe still professional fighter. I, I would assume he'd still fight if the, if the offer came at him. Um, but he's uh, really put on some fantastic shows. He's super talented as well. Uh, he's got an eight and four pro record. And they do uh, as well of uh, amateur boxing. So it's kind of interesting with their within their promotion. They do a couple different things. And uh, yeah, they're based out of uh, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. So uh, fantastic to have him on. And then, of course, last but not least, uh, one of the the guys in Canada who's been at this the longest for sure. Uh, he's put on, uh, I believe, over 60 events. He's one of the original guys in Canada. Uh, he's done a lot for the scene in Canada. He's based out of Lethbridge. Not only does he put on events, he also fights in pretty much every one of them. Uh, he's one of those all-around just uh, beautiful guys in the sport, a traditional martial artist, and he's been a big proponent of kind of his club getting back open during this COVID situation. So, Without further ado, let's bring all three of them on and let's get this party started. So uh, from east to west, Mr. Jamie Champion, how are you, sir? I'm good, brother. You? Awesome, awesome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for taking the time. Absolutely, brother. It's hot one today. Yeah, but that's, I'm, right, I'm, but that's I'm, right. But I'm in. I'm always in. I'm always in. All right, all right. Well, keep it quick. Thanks again for joining us. Mr. Yeah. Adam Lorenz from Modern Fighting Championship. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Awesome. Oh Thanks. shit! I've never, I've never met Adam like a face to face guy. Nice to meet you, bro. Nice <laughs> to meet you. Uh, yeah, we have I'm, I'm, re I'm, I'm really, really excited about this one. Awesome. It's like, it's all these faces that you know of, but you never talk. <laughs> you've never like picked up the phone and go, hey. That's yeah. right. Exactly yeah, right. And put face to face. So let's yeah. welcome in uh, the man himself, Mr. Lee Mean. How are you, sir? He's coming. Great. 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 Any, 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 any bets that he's. He has his shirt off and he's beside a pool. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you, Lee? How's things today? I'm good. I'm good. Busy it's day. That's awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, busy. Well, thanks Lee, so much man. for joining us, what everybody. A... Yeah, he's, he's a boss. Uh, J Jamie, I guess, uh, well, again, let's, uh, before we get into it, folks, let's thank our sponsors here at Maritime Madness Hot Sauce. Uh, you can check them out online. Use the code FLA10. Uh, MaritimeMadness.com, uh, over 30 sauces available and made locally in Prince Edward Island. Yes, so let's get that out of the way. Gentlemen, let's start with uh, 
I guess we'll start with you, Jamie. Um, you know, promoting events, you know, what kind of got you into this whole goddamn mess of promoting events and martial arts especially? Uh, shitty promoters. <laughs> so, yeah, like, like, like a shitty promoters. Sometimes it's time. I don't know. These shows that were just uh, the, the people were treated bad. The coaches were being backstage as, as a coach and seeing like, oh, man, like, you could do this touch to make it better for them. You should. They're prize fighters. We should be like royalty the whole time. You know, not 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 kissing their ass royalty, but you should be. They're putting it out. They're putting their necks on the line for us. Yeah. And we should really be setting the stage for them. Do everything that we can to make sure that their journey of that memory lasts forever. That they never forget it. Yeah. How do you follow that up, Mr. Lee? Me? Well said, Jamie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, that's the thing for me as, as a fighter, as a coach, as a manager of my guys, you know, when I do a show, I want to be what I want as a fighter. You know, I want the show to start on time. I want everything in place uh, so it's run smoothly. And that's, you know, I want to know that I'm taking care of. I've got this itinerary. I know when and where I'm supposed to be. Um, you know, you got some of the contacts if something goes wrong. Um, it just makes it smoother. It makes it, like I said, an enjoyable experience. So, you know, some of us might make it to the big show. We might not. But at the end of the day, we look back on it as a memory of a great time, a great experience. Win or lose the fight. We made a ton of friends. We got to see the country. We got to have fun with everybody, our own team, and meet other teams and places to go train in the future. Uh, that's what it's about for me. So just great experiences. Man. Yeah. Two fantastic answers there, right? Wow. How do you follow that up, Adam? (laughs) Uh, Those are great answers. Um, Specifically here in Saskatchewan, um, the reason that I kind of started Modern FC was because we haven't had MMA in this province, not not a great deal of it. Um, And because we did spend so much, especially in Saskatoon, uh, Regina's had lots of shows in the past. Uh, I've competed there a whole bunch of times. But Saskatoon, having pro MMA cards wasn't really happening. And so, yeah, I was going one, two, three years between all of my fights. And uh, we have a, a big gym, Modern Martial Modern Mar- Life Center is really big now. And I got guys coming up and I'm like, man, I want them to be able to compete. And then I was thinking, well, I want Western Canada to get to compete more. And so really, I like, yeah, started for the athletes and just because I had that own background of having to struggle to find fights myself and such. Well said. Yeah, it's it's so true. Exactly how you started that off, Jamie. Exactly what you said. You set the bar right there with how you said it and followed up with every single person on the panel. And it's so important, especially coming from both a – I don't know about you, Jamie. Like, I've never fought professionally or, or as an amateur. I'm a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, but, uh, like, I'm not much for for – getting punched in the face or fighting at all to be honest i love to roll and stuff but no no me me neither me neither i mean neither and that's the thing you know that that the other lee and and adam bring to the table is they have the fight experience the fighter experience of being you know how they should be treated right so me as a i'm more just about i'm a fight aficionado i just I, i love the fights i love everything behind it i love the journey as a martial artist i grew up my whole life as a martial artist so keeping the integrity in the sport is, mm-hmm. is everything and we all know it's not there in certain spaces but if you overshadow that with integrity it's just contagious so maybe you can groom a guy who thinks that maybe you have to be hard-ass about the way things are done is is it's called business and it's called pleasure and it's you just mix the two and just have a good time you know make it yeah. just make it work yeah. 
it's, yeah. it's that's that's a very well said uh that's a kind of a good segue here because it's uh, let's go to you lee it's it's like jamie said you know it's you it's business and it's pleasure but the thing is right now is like with the whole COVID situation martial arts is not a priority to unfortunately which is baffling to me in some ways like obviously health and safety is important but also looking after your body and being in good shape is is mental health and physical health is super important and a lot of it comes from martial arts you've been a big proponent of getting your club back open and has that been the same for events too or or you obviously start slow but well yeah the the, the problem is again with restrictions on group gatherings uh you know it's hard enough to make money or break even on a show as is so if there's a restriction on the number of people, like say they, they allow 500 people, well, that's not enough to pay the bill. So there's no point in doing the show when you know you're going to lose money. You can't guarantee you're going to break even. So when you know you're going to lose money, it's just not worth doing because then you're not around, you know. And that's, I've told other promoters this um, when they do their shows. Keep a budget. You don't, you know, do what you can because if you've got a business, we have nowhere to go. So be smart about it. Don't offer guys tons of money at the start that you can't maintain, you know. It, guys with lots of money they jump in the sport and they're just throwing money around great um for the fighters to get that cash at the start but then where's that long term i'd rather they were smarter at the start and were around for a long time so my fighters and other fighters get a chance to compete with someone who has the budget to fly people in and create opportunities for these athletes right that's what's important to me so yeah mm -hmm. thinking in five thinking in five year increments 10 year increments as opposed to yeah. show by show is the way to do it, right? You have to think sure. long term. You're 100 percent right. You you want you want long term sustainability. We have to. It's it's the pathway for the future of mixed martial artists as children mm -hmm. because we have to think about the next wave, the next wave, the next wave. So you you have your OGs like Lee, Lee Main, for example. You have an OG, but there's got to, there's a next guy that's under him, and then there's going to be a guy that's under him, and then under him. So it's called athlete development. That's what we want. This is the, this yeah, is the yeah. sport that we all love. So we have to have long-term long sustainability. Mm -hmm. So business it's, development it's refreshing too. to see, Lee, that, that, that yeah, that, that you're, that you're, you're, you're long-term. And I think everybody in this room here is long-term. You know, we're all in this for the long haul. Like, because mm -hmm. we love the sport. It's not a huge moneymaker. We all know that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, we're, not, we're not huge ballers from it. You know, we're not buying million-dollar mansions. We do it because we love it. We do it because it's in our pa it's, we're passionate for it. I have a full-time job. I just bought a mansion. You know, I, I do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just bought a mansion yesterday, Jamie. <laughs> from our last show. <laughs> from your last show. <laughs> oh, did you cut out? Did it cut out, Jamie? It's hard to hear you. Um, yeah, it's hard to hear you. It's hard to hear you. No, what? Yeah, no. It's 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 exactly what you said, dude. It's the money is it's a it's a passion thing for everybody, and and uh, it's development, like you say, not just not just fighting, but mm. business too. Like having, like Lee said as well, you have these people that come in and, and throw a lot of money at the sport, and that's great. But if the problem is, is then the next fight they're expecting that too, and sometimes it's not it's not realistic in some ways. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, no, absolutely. We have to think about sustainability. Absolutely. Um, I, I remember when I was fighting, like, I wasn't getting paid a lot to fight regionally either. So, yeah. um, but, but when I do talk to guys, uh, 
a lot of athletes, you know, they'll want more or they want to come from other spaces. And I have to be honest sometimes and say, you know what, like, I would love to fly out from the East Coast or I would love to fly out from the States. But if I spend the money on your travel and your corners travel and the, and the fees or like a, the purses, like I won't be around for the next show. Right. So, you know, it's it sucks to have to say that but at the same time, we have to be able to build our promotion so that we last because if we're not there, then then there is no fights either. Right. So I absolutely agree with what everything uh -huh. that uh, Lee and Jamie are saying. Yeah. So we have passion and, you know, so the athletes do, too. So. Kind of all of us almost work like a team that way. <laughs> That's Jamie and I've been speaking for a while. I don't, uh, I don't understand. Like I look at it sometimes. Like I, I've done a lot of jujitsu shows, but that's nothing. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, we did our first event, and then you look at Lee, who's done sixty-three. Jamie's done a. I don't. How many have you done, Jamie? uh i don't know 17 i think yeah like, 17 and adam how many yourself oh, we just got started we're only three or four in now so yeah we're the rookies yeah. here we're the rookies man the fresh yeah. meat. the fresh but, meat. yeah mm -hmm. once you add up you know the the commission fees and the purses and the travel and stuff we have to be smart because yeah if we go away like if i go away there there isn't another professional show in saskatchewan running right now Mm -hmm. uh, just modern FC, right? So, like, mm -hmm. I have to be smart. And I think people understand that, though. I think our fighters understand that. And if I can afford to give them more and more, like, that'd be awesome. I would love that. Mm -hmm. I wish I could reward them all handsomely. Maybe one day. We'll see. <laughs> you, you never know. Like, I think, I think that I don't know how you all feel about it, but I, I think it's opened up. Uh, I think it's put everything kind of more on even playing field from big promotions to small promotions. It's, it's kind of a weird time for MMA and I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think ever like the process is going to be different moving forward, Jamie? Um, no, I think, I think it's, I think we just have to be patient, man. I think mm -hmm. we got to play the patient game. And I mean, all of us, I, I, I you know, I was, super bummed after when the COVID first hit, I was like, I was almost depressed because I, I was just, I felt like the, the, the rug whipped right from under your feet, you yeah. know? And then you're like, Oh, and then it's like, and then you see your friends who own gyms, you see your buddies who fight. Now they're going and they're, they're jumped into their mental. They're fucked now because they're just, nobody knows what to do. I've seen so many guys like lose themselves mentally because of this, because they don't have that outlet of training. You know, it, it, mm -hmm. it's not so much about the promotion, really. It's really more about the gyms not being yeah, able to operate totally. and, and at full steam. And that that's where it hits really hits home because like, I hate seeing a guy go seeing a gym close because, you know, you just he couldn't. The, gyms are a tough business as it is. You know, yeah. it's, you mm -hmm. know I, I couldn't imagine, you know, and they're, they're doing this as their full time jobs. And, and you know, some guys have been blessed that their wives can help and, and you know offset some of that lost income but man, some guys weren't so lucky and you know and that's that's a great loss for us for yeah, all it is. well hey the went the it's 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 tough it's i don't know like we've lost probably two or three clubs out here on the east coast i think or or, or close to it what about you guys out there in uh lethbridge lee how are you uh everyone that was doing mma stuff survived um, again, it helped that, you know, I pushed so hard to get it open early yeah. and open without restrictions. So that helped a lot. We we're able to go right back into teaching full classes. Rolling and and, and so lean. That, that helped. 
Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt you. What you what you did, man, by like standing up and saying, "Hey, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm opening this anyways." I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, that that took a lot of courage and it took balls. And I and I wish I wish everybody kind of jumped on board with you and said, "Hey, well, fuck you. We're opening up," because like you can't stop us. But there's just so many risks too. I get it. They, like we're trying to what you're walking that fine line. Mm. But at what point do you? turn everything over and, and and lose you know i mean we're we're lucky that we're in a phase that we're starting everything's starting to open back up but i think i thought it was a bit aggressive of the government to do yeah, i think we, we it's hindsight's 2020 right i mean yeah nobody well, really knows what to do in this situation but we're out I just here on to the east coast you, bro, for, for, yeah it's, that's very cool of you to say jamie because i also agree with that with that like i, I saw it out here on the east coast and yeah, it's. I agree. Like, I think it. I don't know how many other people stood up, but certainly wasn't a lot of people for sure. And, and Lee was the only person that I knew off that actually kind of brought media to attention to it for sure. And it's important, like Jamie said. It's 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 kind of devastating for small gyms, big gyms, everybody, whether it's financial, physical, mm-hmm. mental health, all around. It, it's 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 terrible shit, but. Like we're out here on the East Coast and we have like this Atlantic bubble. So you can move between the Atlantic provinces and we have like three cases or four cases between all the provinces. And But now clubs are back to training and stuff. But the same old story, you can go to a nightclub and get wasted half capacity, though, half capacity, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. But I can't go and train. Like it's, it's bananas. I don't know where the logic comes from, but I don't know. We got pretty lucky here in Saskatoon. We have, uh, uh, at my gym, we have a very tight community. I think 90, maybe 95% of my members kept their memberships going and stuff like that to keep us afloat. Uh, We were pretty patient saying, you know what, we're going to keep you guys in, uh, because I got to think about the safety of my members and their mental health, their physical health, all that sort of stuff. There's lots Mm -hmm. of stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, but what we did was we made sure to keep people informed and, and let them know that we're going to open up. Even if there are some restrictions, we're going to get things rolling as soon as possible. Time flies. Yeah. And uh, no one, no one's going to uh, advocate for mental health more than myself. I, I work private practice as a therapist. So like I get the mental side of things and, and the mind body connection of things, body, mm-hmm. mind, mind, body. So yeah, definitely staying in touch with our members and I don't know how many people I was staying in touch with, just like that relationships, like like still like exchanging Instagram and, and Facebook and Snapchat messages with each other, nice. still talking about training and talking about what we can do on our own and stuff. And and yeah, now we're back open again. So uh, I like seeing that we're getting back into things and moving again because it is good for everybody's health. But uh, yeah, I absolutely understand where it can affect people and that if gyms are going away, then there's even more of a... Uh, more of an urgency right to want to have to open so i'm just very lucky that the community we had here was was spectacular and we kind of just wrote it out together for the most part yeah oh we got a question here that's that's very true adam and well said you know it's important to stay connected and, and kind of i guess uh i don't know present i guess with each other in this kind of shitty time for sure do you think that the no audience events have the potential to make more events possible at least in the short term by not needing large venues Lee, what do you think about may, that? May I chime in? May I chime in? Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't think, uh, I mean, for the bigger shows like Bellator and UFC, uh, 1FC, they have the budget with their with their TV deals and whatnot to do a no crowd show, but anybody else, I mean, if you don't have ticket sales, you can't 
you barely make it as it is, right? So that's why you want fighters that sell tickets on the shows because you need that revenue to pay your bills. Um, so if there's a no crowd, there's no point in doing a show, right? For anybody. So even I did a, a podcast with Robin Black the other day, and and even Bellator is not doing anything. So I mean, it's only the billionaire boys that can put them on. Like we we the gate is 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 usually what brings you to break even. Yeah. <laughs> if I had no gate, and I, like I and that believe me. I, it was the first thing I thought was, okay, how could we do it if we did it in a gym and we just cut off all the costs of the venues, cut off all the costs. Of the... I, I crunched the numbers, man, and it just wouldn't work. I, yeah. I, even if I did a pay-per-view, there's no guarantee. You know, this it's, it's Yeah, everything's... It's, uh, it's not like with the UFC where you can sell, sell you know, 200,000 pay-per-views. Yeah. Like, it's... The venue's we're such a niche one. market as it is. Okay. Yeah, the venue's only one expense. Yeah, it's, you right? say, like, you still say, have but... the ambulance crew... The security exactly. people, you still have to pay the commission, the purses, the travel. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, literally, I yeah. think it would, like, it would take almost nothing off my budget to just not have a venue cost. Um, but, yeah, yeah I'm zero mm -hmm. of the return. So, yeah, you lose five figures every show for me. I'd be out after one show. I'd be bankrupt, <laughs> unfortunately. Sorry, not the answer yeah. one here, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's that's the thing, right? It's it's a hard, hard thing to do. And we, we've looked at it a few different ways and, and how to pull it off and, it's the funny thing is about big venue, small venue. People always think, you know, just get a smaller venue. Doesn't change shit yeah, at the end of the day because you know, yeah. from our end, it doesn't because everything, like you just said, everything kind of remains the same. And out here, I'm not sure about you guys, but our, our commission is very expensive out here. It, like super expensive. Yeah. Um, Ontario, I mean, Ontario is, Ontario is, is, is like the worst in the world it's <laughs> so expensive super expensive what what's the toughest that we'll start with you here jamie what's the toughest and the toughest and best aspect for you of running a card and running a promotion um the toughest and the and the and the, the best yeah like the toughest and i guess like not like most memorable but like most like uh Kind of like inside, it's like, oh, that makes me really happy. Like to whether it's like a an athlete winning a championship or or it's what it whatever. There could oh, be. it's a, it. Oh, the the every fight to me has an I have an emotional connection with. I have I have a friendship with at least half the card already because <laughs> remember they're local, but but I have these these relationships with these fighters, these athletes, and their coaches. So. If you have a guy that's a local and another guy comes in and then he beats your local guy, I've cried at shows. Like walked, I had to leave the room and, and, and sob because I, I just watched a friend of mine get knocked out. Mm. And, and, you know, put, put, I know what they're going to go through. So I, I've been super emotional. So, but, the, the, but when you see a friend of yours win and then they win huge and, you see, and then the roar of the crowd and then the the feeling in your stomach of everybody's like the delight you know and then it's 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 like warfare and, and you see all their hard-earned work paying off mm. that that to me is 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 instant gratification because after every show i go why the fuck am i doing this <laughs> I, I must be crazy because it's 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 so much work but at the end of the day i get roped right back in again just because the emotion that you feel leading all the way up to the fights and then the hotel after the show, like after the, like when you're sitting in your hotel rooms and you got a, a guy from the United States and his face is all swollen up and he's telling you he's never seen Canadian currency before. 
and he's grateful to fight and just and get that opportunity. And he's sitting next to the guy that they just went, you know, did a five round war with and they're having drinks and, and, and it's like, it's instant. There's no bullshit. When two guys go and throw down, the alpha male bullshit is out the window. Oh, for they've sure. They've just they've shown each other what they have. So you you see their their friendships. I mean, it, it that shit is cool. And and to be part of that, knowing that I was a part of that story that these two guys threw down. Yeah. And began, you know, blossomed a cool friendship from it, or you know, so it's 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 the emotions from the fights that get me going, man. It's it, I like that. I, I like the holes. I like the knowing that I, I can take on a project, that I can take on a project that and multitask. And I've never really been good at anything before. And I feel like this thing is one of those things I'm actually, I feel like I'm getting better at. You know, so I, I, I like it. It's, it's changed me in a way that is, now I say, I feel like I can do anything. Cool. You know, I feel like if I work hard at it and I go at something full steam, I can make it better and better and better. Sure. And just try to outdo myself, you know, and, and, and it, it just, I like the hard work of it, man. I just, I just wish, it, you know, we just get back to doing what we fucking love. <laughs> I hate the sideline stuff, man. It's, it's, you know, I hate it. I, it's weird to not talk about fights. So if I have an opportunity to sit in a room with fucking Lee Main and Adam Lorenz, and yourself and, and go and talk fights and talking it just re rekindles my spirit it makes me feel oh, of course you know hope it gives me hope man it gives me you guys give me hope nice cool what about you adam i like that <laughs> yeah no i like that too um well i'll start with the negative every event that we've put on uh there's so much there's so much stress involved with getting the fights re-put back together guys drop off and everything like i've i've Graduated university a few times, started a few businesses, been in the ring 14 times. None of those things is as hard as putting on one event as a promoter. Oh my God, the stress. But at the end of the day, uh, every single event, the fighters are super grateful to have a stage and all the fans, uh, they leave super happy. And uh, so then I go, oh yeah, that was, that was definitely worth it. And then just like Jamie said, you go through the thing and for two months, I'm thinking, why am I doing this again? And then yeah, fight night, it goes off great. And I'm like, yeah, that was worth it again. So, yeah, it's really similar answer. It only takes one text message, eh? Be like, hey, I'm looking for a fight. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. What, what about you, Lee? I forgot to do my meds. And you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, wait, three guys today forgot to do their meds. Oh, my gosh. All right, now I have no card. Let's build it again today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again. You have no idea. I didn't know it was like that because the guys I came up training and fighting with, like, like Tyson Steele, Kurt Southern, myself, like we just want to fight all the time. Anybody, yeah, you know, man, maybe you do get hurt sometimes and you, and something happens, but like just forgetting to do your medicals or just not bothering like stuff like that was unheard of to us. So like, it was a big eye opener for me when I started promoting fights and going, Oh my God, what's mm -hmm. up with this? I thought this was going to be easy to like, at least have the guys. I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea how hard to get um, eight fights put together. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Lee? That's very true. <laughs> um, I always say promoting is like herding kittens. Um, you got a million things going on, and you're babysitting all the time, and that's I just accept that part of it. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a pain that, luckily as humans, we forget uh, how much things hurt, the pain of it. So you know, if, if you remember the pain, the details of it, we'd never get married again. We'd never have women would never have kids again. But we forget, so we, we we forget the pain of a loss, so we go back and fight. We forget the pain of promoting, so we you know two months go by, we're back at it, and we we rekindle that passion of why we're doing these things. And 
And like the other guy said, you, when you see the fighters have that opportunity to fight, win or lose, and know that it's going to change who they are, yeah. and they're going to how they overcome it, and how they deal with it, and the friendships that they built. Those are important things, you know. And for all of our shows, we give back ten uh, percent of all uh, revenue goes to a, a nonprofit uh, charitable group. And so to see what it means to those groups in our community, they get some, you know, financial help through the year. Uh, that you know that means a lot, and and just. See what it does for the community. A night out, for everyone gets to you know dress up, come out, and have a good time. And uh, I've been fortunate that mm-hmm. you know I'm booking 17, 18 fights on a show because I can do amateur and pro. And I've never had I'm you know struggling to get fights. But obviously my 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 guys from my gym, I want them to fight. I want them to be a priority because they sell tickets. So when you lose your main event guy, you're scrambling last minute to you know to fill that. Um, but I don't have those kind of headaches. But like you said, I. I'm fortunate too. I deal with a lot of great teams: uh, Calgary, Red Deer, Edmonton, all over, and the guys in Saskatchewan, BC. That the coaches that we trust each other. If we say it's a good matchup, it's a good matchup. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to worry about them sandbagging a guy. I know they're going to get their medicals in, and you know, it's, it's all your bodies. If I just forget, they, you know, the doctors are the worst. They fill out the form and they forget to check off a box, or or they did the wrong blood work. Can't they read? They got seven years of school. They should be able to read a document, but they can't. So it's the fighters' fault half the time, right? And you got commissions you got to deal with, and and guys power tripping on commission. That's what's my battle right now. Mm-hmm. Is our commission fees are cheap because they're all volunteer, and that's great. But now we got guys in charge that are trying to dictate how things go and what they should be. I'm like, we've done shows since 2000. We've never had any problems. Why are you changing things now? No. Common sense. Don't follow the guys in other states that don't even do shows. You go to these big ABC convention meetings and you come back with all these ideas by a bunch of guys that are politicians that aren't even in the sport yeah. and they're the ones going to dictate what we do. And that's why I start to lose my shit. Just like the COVID thing is like, you've got these experts that aren't experts at all in the field and they're dictating how I run my business. And that's where I stand up. And then it gets the problem and they power chip and push back. And I say, if I have to go your way down your path, I'm going to stop doing it. Because then it's not enjoyable at all, and it's not worth doing, and uh, you know it's not worth the headache. And we got to deal with commissions like that. So I feel for the guys in Ontario with Saskatchewan and other places that have commissions that are the fees and the way they are. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. I I, just, I would just start punching people in the face. I, I wouldn't put up with it, right? So we need amateur. Yeah. I need amateur bad to fill my cards. Yeah. yeah. That's well said, Lee. I, I think all of that is very valid, how you feel. And I think all four of us feel the same way in similar situations. And um, like I had a couple conversations with our commission too. And it's it's just like, you're, you're kind of like promote. They're really good out here. I will say they're really good to us, but you're, it's also like you're kind of two steps forward, one step back almost all the time. It's a really kind of hard, and I and I I kind of came to the conclusion of why is because martial arts again is not a big money maker. It's not a. It doesn't really matter. It's it's more of a hassle for for them more than anything, right? So, it's, I don't know. Like I look at it coming back, and like like Jamie and I were talking, and, and you know, patience is a virtue. But I also think like, man, this might take longer than we think. Who knows? Like we put in our proposal, we still haven't heard back. We're we're supposed to hear tomorrow. Uh, we'll know for an announcement. But like going forward with events again, it, like the whole testing, the whole medical, the physical, they might make it so it's so difficult that we might not be able to put on events again. I don't know. What do you think, Jamie? Uh, well, the medicals and the licensing. See, the thing is, like, 
I just think we should really just focus on getting guys back training, making sure that they get, get keep themselves active. Uh, our hands are so tied. I mean, yeah. it, it's one of those, like, you know, it's a fight that we're not going to win until no. everything is eased up. So, I, so in my head, I just got to, I just, I've kind of said, okay, it's, it's on the shelf. It'll come back when it's ready to come back. And in the meantime, hope all my buddies can keep training. Hope they can keep, get the gyms back up to full steam, get out of into phase two or three or whichever, and get everybody back, back sparring and hitting mitts and, and working on their uh, on on getting better and, and there's guys that are Canadians are still getting UFC calls. Yeah, of course. You know, guys are still putting in the work, but it's, I mean, unfortunately, man, it set us back a couple of years. It set everybody back. Like everybody thought our, our, we had a great economy, and it pushed everybody back. So it's it's just going to take that that little bit of momentum to get it rolling again, and it'll come back. Yeah. Good positivity, man. That's what I love about you, dude. You're very positive. You're very well spoken. You're really good for the sport. You, you put on a, a hell of an event. You're a lot, a lot of events, but your last one. I don't know if you guys have seen that either. Prospect, he did it. I've seen the the card, like the list, oh, and like card was stuff, it looks phenomenal. It looks really good. Yeah. yeah, I was really impressed with how many uh, how many great fights were on one card. And I'm like, man, I wish I I don't have this uh, maybe. Uh, in talent pool that's local here but like it looked good mm -hmm. on ontario has always been a, a cesspool of just savages same mm -hmm. with out west same with montreal same like there's all these pockets what? across the country didn't it's, include it's, us man you know <laughs> i did in the, east, in the east coast so i'm just what i'm saying like there's so many pockets you know everybody everybody like uh, it's tapping in, into all of them and the thing is like where yeah. everybody's using their regional guys because that's how it sells tickets yeah. right it's 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 it, yeah. i wish we were all in a position where you could just you know everybody could you could do it there was a fight a month in the country yeah bang bang yeah. bang and just get, get these guys all the fight get them the fights that they need and springboard them to where they need to go and then just keep them rolling we should yeah. start a circuit east to west they'll do all the stops from i'm i'm in i'm in i'm in yes 100 you i 100 agree do like a, a joint joint shows, it's like a, um, you know, uh, modern FC uh, featherweight champion taking on another one, and you for like a Canadian championship, and you do it, you, you push it towards like a, a like international training, you know, but a, a, or international shows, but national shows, not international, yeah, national, yeah, yeah. like a national yeah. champion. Like yeah. who's the best Canadian? Who's the best one forty five or who's the best? heavyweight who's the best like used to be me so it's, it's been 10 almost, years yeah 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 um, i'm in for everything. i'm in for anything man i, I like that it's a good idea what do you think lee what's uh for, for i like that you said about giving back uh lee because that was one question i know jamie's big in the kidney uh knock kidney disease uh yourself lee you've given thousands and thousands to many many local uh charities in in the lethbridge and surrounding area uh adam i know you're involved as well with uh in your uh, outside of the fighting you're kind of involved in that uh work as well but what it, why is that so we'll start with you adam why is that so important or like to you in, in giving back to the community well i think community is kind of everything like i think relationships is everything when someone comes in my office and they say well i think my issues anxiety or depression or OCD or an eating disorder. I said, well, that's 
that's a symptom, but like what's underneath. And most oftentimes what's underneath is relationships, right? So like, I really think that relationships, uh, belonging, even this, the community that you get from training and, and competing, I think that's, uh, that's why we give back, right? It's, it's if we, we bring our ourselves and everybody up together. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said and very, very important. I think, uh, like I've done some charity work, like charity golf tournaments and stuff for, for, um, it's kind of for like roots for youth. So it was kids who were between the age of 16 and 18, they were homeless. Mm -hmm. They, they had, they had, they were no help as kids and then they had no help as adults either. So in that weird range of 16 to 18. So, and it was really gratifying to me and, but to see, like you said, the community impact it kind of had was, was really the the whole thing that kind of drew me back to it and and to see people like lee like what uh what is kind of the most impactful thing for you lee like what obviously we all kind of know i guess it was kind of silly question why we do it but like what what what's the the main reason the the main uh i guess charity that's kind of close to you um i don't really have one that you know what are we trying to do is a, a poll to the community and say for our fans like who should we help next? And, you know, we talk to people who need it, uh, people that charities that do a really good job where we know the money's gonna go to actual good use and not just get caught up in administration. Um, we look at that type, we try and change it up. Um, again, it's just something we were like, I looked at the shows like, I started doing shows so fighters had a chance to compete. So family and friends got to see what they were doing so that, you know, there was nowhere to fight before, right? And so. They're at the gym every night training and on weekends and they're not home. So what are these guys doing and what are these girls doing? Right. So, yeah. um, they have a chance to showcase their skills and that they're actually doing something very challenging and, and not, you know, there's opportunities to go further and get to UFC and Bellator and, and that type of stuff, which is good. Um, but again, I realized too, we're not getting rich off of this. So what other ways can we give back besides just giving to the fighter? So we started just doing it, picking a charity and we give what we can, you know, sometimes it's much more than others depends on the sales of the show. Yeah. Um, but you know, we kind of have, we have our budget and we have to, we have to live within it and we just try to give back to those that are needy. And, you know, and again, that's what sucks too about, you know, the gym being closed. There was a lot of groups that I had kids come in that didn't have the, the funds and we, we sponsored them so they could train. We, I, I did lots of a sports team. I, you know, they have my logo put on their jersey for their mm -hmm. football team. And I mean, they're not going to come do martial arts, probably some of those, they're busy with football, but I know how important it is to have yeah. team events and, and for kids to be in sport. And so we try to encourage that as well and help other groups. But now with the closure, you know, you're down, you know, down $60,000 in a few months in revenue. You don't have the money to sponsor these things now. And that hurts the, the trickle effect in the economy to the community. And, and that's a, that's a bad thing, right? And the rumble not being around, the fighters can't fight. Yeah. Um, they don't have an outlet. The, the fundraising isn't there for those groups. So where are they get the money from? You know, the the budget's ruined, so they can't tax more to get money to give to these groups that need the help. So they're relying on community support. Well, people aren't working. People aren't don't have the money to donate either. So everyone's going to be affected, and and, it, and the, the trickle effect to me is the mental health aspect, and like what Adam was saying, the relationships. Most people I find with addiction problems that we've I've dealt with and their problems is because they don't have a connection. Uh, they don't have a relationship with someone, a family, uh, a gym, whatever. So they look through a relationship with drugs and relationships with other people who are into drugs. Mm -hmm. And that becomes their family and they feel safe there and comfortable despite all the negative that goes along with it. And so 
we try and provide that opportunity for them to have a connection. You know, we have the Rumble Nation. Uh, we want people to feel connected with it and feel pride of being a part of something, whether they're a fighter or a fan. Um, they know we're, we're a part of something great. Um, a great night out, you know, good uh, fundraising for a good cause, cheer on your, you know, your favorite fighter, get to meet an out-of-town fighter and start cheering for that guy, that he, that he left it all on the line for you to be entertained. Um, you know, you don't have to boo the guy from out of town. That's just really like coming left for the fight. The fight fans are educated. Um, you know, they see that, man, these, these fans appreciate what we're doing. Um, if I knock out their guy, but it was an impressive fight, they, they thank me and they high-five me after and, you know, they're not being jerks and spitting on because we beat their guy, you know? And so yeah. I appreciate the fans in Lethbridge and what they give back. So very well said yeah. and that I guess they're educated because a lot of that's because you guys have educated them through the years too, as a promotion, you know, like you've done it the right way you've given back. And with that, they've given you their respect back by showing up and being respectful and, and being fans. And that's a really cool thing to rumble nation that as soon as you said that I a big smile on my face. I was like, wow, that is, that kind of is a really cool name. And it does make you, you know, kind of feel part of like, whether you're a fan or a fighter, it's you're all in this kind of together. And, like for for you guys out there, like small towns or small town, like out here, like our, our small town, like Halifax is like a, I don't know. We're probably all kind of similar size, I would think. Like like three hundred thousand. I don't know about uh, how big Saskatoon is. What a stupid question, Derek. Two fifty. What is it? Two hundred fifty thousand, maybe a little more now. And what about Lethbridge? About Lethbridge is right around a hundred thousand now. So pretty small still yeah so pretty yeah so it's it's but that right there is like <laughs> what's that but they all love fighting in left bridge you can draw a bigger That's crowd right. than we can here because they've got the yeah. the culture behind it yeah building well, that so. education like we had lee i gotta tell you i bet we had eight fights in our crowd at the first event i was like I'm green, right? Like, you know, promoting an event, thinking you're, it's going to go all smooth. And you're like, really, I'm su we're super green. We're learning. We're trying to do our best. But there's things you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. And you're looking at the fights in the car. You're like, what in the hell is going on here? But it's the booze, right? And, like, the, the atmosphere. Like, have you ever dealt with stuff like that in the early on when you were doing this, Lee? Actually, no. Um, in 63 Rumbles we put on, plus we did some other uh, um, shows. Um, we've had one fight in the crowd out of all those years. Um, and those guys were just drunk and they started fighting and then the crowd actually smartened them up and told them to stop, but we didn't even, security didn't get involved. Um, and that's it just, you know, again, it helped too being a small, we started in the bar, we were a small crowd, 500 people in the bar. Well, it left for a small town. I was running security in that nightclub at the time. Everyone knew me. So yeah. when shit would go wrong, I would just give them a the look and they would, kind of, <laughs> oh crap, you know, so, you know, and they were there again, everyone's supportive. They want to see you be successful and uh, they know they're coming to watch the fights and, you know, you get people that hackle and they boo and they, they talk stupid stuff. Like, why did you do this? And why did you do that? I mean, they, they never fought. They don't know. Yeah. But, you know, generally it's, it's pretty good here and, and we appreciate that for sure. So, yeah, it is important. What about you, Adam? Um, no, I think, uh, I think our crowd's been pretty good. Um, I think it's just like so much of it is just martial artists and their friends and their training partners and their families. Right. So I haven't really seen anything uh, troubling to me. Uh, like I said, it's, it's mostly just yeah, martial arts. Uh, martial arts people are, are, are generally genuinely they're uh, genuine people generally. Yeah. 
you know, well, so like in general, when I meet someone from another gym, I go to another, I go to another town, I go to train. Me and those guys become best friends. Boom, yeah. done. Right, we'll sit in the mats and talk after. You don't go in and be like, well, now they don't like you. You're on a different team. No, we're martial arts people, and in general, we're just being genuine to each other, and we care about the martial arts, and like we don't have we associate fighting with being happy, right? We go to the gym, we have a great time and we fight each yeah. other. I, when I feel mad, I don't feel like fighting anybody. And you know what, most no. martial don't either, right? Well, and, that's it. Like, you know, I, <laughs> I do these jujitsu events and it'd be like, you know, like maybe like 200 people or whatever. You guys saw all these random, same as any other sub only jujitsu event that other people do. You get 200 people and it's totally quiet, like to not a soul. And then you do that and I'm like, I figured it'd be loud, but then I'm like, holy shit, like these <laughs> posters, the liquor pigs, though, the liquor pigs chugging all that booze and then <laughs> scrap it out there. But yeah, it's it's hopefully we can educate them moving forward, like you, Lee. Yeah, one thing I found um, which affects the crowd dramatically, and as sometimes voters don't do this right, is you say the show starts at six o'clock and they mm -hmm. keep waiting for the crowd to show up. And next thing you know, it's 6 30, quarter to seven. Well, the people that were there at five o'clock, when the doors open, they've been drinking for an hour. Now nothing's happening. Now they're getting restless. So now they're power drinking because they're bored. Because they'll fight. The fights didn't start when they're supposed to start. And then the fights drag on. So you have a fight. They do a little mini intermission. Then a fight. Then a mini intermission. Well, by the time eleven o'clock comes around, people yeah. are drinking since five. What do you expect? So working nightclub business for so many years, I saw what happened. The fights didn't happen early night. It happened in the other night. Yeah. When they're bored. So it was important for me that. We started on time every time. If it was six o'clock, we started at six o'clock. And if it was six oh three, I was freaking out at production and why we weren't going. You know, and the commission, no, you're ready to go. I'm I'm not waiting for them to show up. You know, I don't go to a movie theater and go watch the movie and then you start it whenever. Yeah. It says six oh five, the movie starts at six oh five. And so we train them to come late. We train them to get restless and then we get we drink. We when they're drinking, sure I, I make money off the of booth sales, but I'd rather have less booth sales and less troubles than sell more booze and have tons of problems and have to have security and hire more police and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we run it tight. We, you know, I've had 17, I've had 19 fights on one show and it still took three hours to get it done. Luckily, we got the first round finishes and stuff. But we, if I'm running tight and we're short on time, the intermission's 10, 10 minutes. Go to the bathroom, get back, give the commission a break. Let's go again. I want to get this over with because I want them out of there happy. You know, it doesn't matter how good the movie is, if you sat in a theater for four hours, your ass is sore and you don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, and yeah. so I look at that as for a fight game. I want I want to show up. You walk in, you know, you get your seat. The fights start when they say they're going to start. If they're intermission, they say it's 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes. Don't drag the intermission to 40 minutes so you can make more booze sales. Yeah. And then the crowd starts going up. And then they're drinking. And then they're, get, they're getting bored. And they want, they want to they start fighting. They want to be entertained and they want to leave happy. Let's get them out of there. Let them go fight at the bar or the hotel. Mm. Get them out of my venue so I don't have to deal with it. So, yeah, very, very true. We, we didn't get it. I put amateur boxing at the start of the card because we don't have amateur MMA here. And so I'm kind of mixing things and figuring things out. And because we had that amateur boxing and then we had the MMA, we ended up having a much bigger card, like more fights than usual. And so we got to run quicker. And yeah, more people were so happy at the end of that night. And it was like, so yeah, I would like to, that's why I'm working on getting this MMA amateur stuff rolling. But yeah, absolutely, Lee, when we're keeping them entertained and we're keeping them engaged, we don't have all that leg down board time going on, then yeah, it, it absolutely, everyone was just delighted. It was great. 
<laughs> yeah, it, that's that's true, actually, Adam. How you said that, like, in relating to what Lee said, because mm -hmm. not only does it keep them, yeah, booze, whatever, it's important. Like, we not, we didn't make booze on that. But we'd love them in the future, but you know, it also the the more the fights are going, like you said, they're paying more attention, and that's where the education comes from, mm -hmm. because they're paying attention to the fight. Very well said, smartly, very smart, interesting. Like our show, our show took like maybe three and a half hours or something. It wasn't too, too long. And I kind of think that way too, you know, like at the end of the day, like you say, in relation to a movie, they don't care if the movie's an hour and a half. If the movie was really good, they just, they don't give a shit. They went there, like you said, they wanted to start at seven o'clock. If the movie's great, great, that's it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I should have did a mic drop there. All right, boys, well, let's wrap this up. Uh, you know, before we get going, one last question. I, first of all, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, it's an honor to have you guys on here. Uh, as a guy who's done one card, I look up to you guys, all the promoters in Canada and what you guys have done for the sport. And I think the, the more that we can kind of work together and the more that we can just kind of talk and kind of bounce ideas off one another and get advice from people like you, Lee, who have done 60 plus events. It, it's, it's invaluable information. That's only going to help us move forward in a positive way and in the sport in a positive way. So thank you very much for joining us. So um, no let's go. Last question here, boys. Uh, advice for anybody. Uh, <laughs> this should be interesting advice for anybody getting into our sport uh, as a, to train, um, and also, if they're interested in doing an event, promoting an event, start with you, Adam. Oh, well, my first thing I always say is, like, it's um, good people around you. Find the right gym to train at with the right coaches and the right training partners. Put good people around you. And if, yeah, if you're interested in uh, promoting MMA, uh, A, don't. But then uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really hard. It's way harder than I thought it was going to be. God. Sorry. But, uh, B, uh, again, it's about the people. You need to have the right people that you're going to partner with that are going to help. You have to have people that are going to help you just from the little things from, from selling 50-50s to actually helping you put together the paperwork of things and finance things. You have to have the right people. So, so you know, either way, the teamwork is what makes the dream work. I guess you're training or you're promoting. You got to have that team in place. It's all about who we know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very well said. Uh, my friend said to me one time, he said, you know what? Your your skills lie and your people ties. It, mm -hmm. it, it's very true, right? Like it's it's well said. Uh, I, I like that, Adam. What about you, Lee? Yeah, I agree. I, you got to find what fits for you. It's cool. I always tell people, come try a free class at my gym. You may not like the way we teach. You might not fit in. You might not fit on a team. Our team might, you know, you we might not like the way you are as a student, so you might not work out, and that's okay. Just accept that and move on. Uh, as far as promoting goes, um, I, I know a lot of promoters who have never been to other shows. So how do you know what you like and don't like? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I've been, I love going to shows just to be in the back and help out, and whether it's taping hands or running ice, I don't care. Let's make this thing successful. You know, and I've been to the UFCs and the belt stores and all these shows, and you see what they do right and what they do wrong, and and I go, oh, I would totally change this. I just want to make it worse the way we do it. doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. You know, so I'm always looking for that feedback, positive or negative. What can we do to make this better? Can we tweet? I see something someone did, I'm like, oh, that was cool. Make a note. I want to try and add that to my next show. You know, or, or little things like how someone sends out an itinerary. Um, you know, just, oh, that was a cool way. That's a good format. It's easier to read. 
Um, yeah. Little things like that. The little reminders. I see what a lot of promoters do a lot of social media stuff um, that I don't do. Um, and I'm like, oh, that was really good. I mean, that's a that's a good thing to promote their business. We should try implementing more of that. Yeah. So we're trying to learn from each other. And I've had lots of promoters message me saying, hey, I got a question about this. I'm like, man, just call. I'll, I mm-hmm. should write a book on how to run a show and just give yeah. it to everybody. Because yeah. if we're successful, there's places for us to compete. Yeah. We just lost you there at the very end, and it was right at the good part too. I, I think exactly what he was saying, though. Yeah. Having emotions out there, like keeping them successful, it's gonna it's gonna just help so much for him, his own students to go fight and and to make other training partners and travel, and it's part of the journey. Absolutely, yeah. so it's so refreshing to hear that, Lee. It, and like I love hearing that. I think it's it's for me. I've been through the the gauntlet a little bit with for promoting out here and. And I did a show in Ontario that was pretty rough. And I also did a show in Edmonton that was also pretty rough. So for me to, it's really refreshing when I can meet other like people who've been in the sport a long time, who, who really think that way, because it, it gives me motivation to be like, you know, there, there are really good people out here that really want the right thing for the, for people in this sport. And that's who I want to associate our brand with people who want the same sure. thing. You know, that's, that's, we want the best for the fighters and the athletes and the clubs and, that's the way it should be. So that's great advice, and, and thank you for that. One last question here from a fan. We'll call him a fan anyway. Uh, Luke, curious of what each of you would identify as your biggest lesson learned through your journeys to where you are now and maintaining success. Lee? Um, you know, again, just like anything, you, you had to you – Take the punches as they come. You got you got to stick to it. You can't just yeah. you know you had a rough one and then you quit. Uh, you know trying to get your black belt. It just takes time. You know you got to put the work in, and there's no way, there's no ways around it. You you have to make the phone calls. You have to go talk to sponsors. You have to um, go make sure the venue's set up. You had long days. I know the shows I've I've coached all my guys. I go set the cage up, set all the chairs and tables up, deal with the commission, do the weigh in. Coach should take my hands fighters and fight on the show for the main event. The time my fight comes, I'm burnt. You know, I'm beat. I don't even care about the fight anymore. I'm so tired and exhausted. But I learned over doing that several times how to how to navigate that and adjust and just learn to appreciate it. Like this, there'll be a time when I won't be able to fight on my own show anymore. And, and I got a team now that helps me get stuff done so I can less less things I have to do. You know, there people are doing the paperwork. I got a great partner, Blair, that does lots of uh, promo stuff and social media stuff for us now and handle and helps set up and everything and runs the front door. So I don't have to worry about tickets at the front door. And, yeah. and so you build a team that you trust and then that allows you to have more freedom. One year, explore other outboards or just to appreciate what you have a bit more and, and be grateful that we have this opportunity that we have. And so that's, that's a big part of it for me. Love that. Love that. Adam? Absolutely. Similar answer. I was going to say uh, hard work pays off, but you have to team it with perseverance, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, just like Lee said, you have to keep going and get through it all. So yeah, hard work will pay off. You have to have the perseverance to last until it does start to pay off. So mm-hmm. hard work and perseverance, I don't care if it's about MMA or about going to school or a different sports, whatever it is you're doing, you got to work real hard and you got to have that perseverance. Man. Love that. Great advice. Great advice from two of the best in the country, folks. 
Thanks so much for joining us, guys. That's an hour. I, I don't want to take too much of your time. We went over there as it is. Uh, thanks so much for your patience and joining us. Uh, it won't be the last time. Hopefully, we'll chat on here. And uh, I'd love to kind of beat ideas off one another and uh, get any advice we can, like you said, Lee, moving forward. So uh, lots of love well, to you guys. Be safe out there. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, gentlemen. See you guys. Nice to see you. Awesome. Awesome episode. Uh, fantastic to be joined by those three promoters. Uh, Jamie had to take off, so he took off early, but uh, super honored to be joined by uh, Mr. Lee Mean, Mr. Jamie Champion, and Mr. Adam Lorenz. Uh, tons of knowledge, tons of wisdom, people that have been doing this a hell of a long time, whether it's fighting, promoting, or fighting and promoting in the same card. Absolutely badass. I don't know. You know, to me, that's incredible. Um you look at those kind of things and, and that's what really builds the sport and that's what people look up to. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Uh, first of many, hopefully round tables moving on in the future. And, uh, yeah, thanks to our sponsors again at Maritime Madness, check them out online at maritimemadness.com. Use the code FLA 10 and, uh, you will receive free shipping and 10% off as well. Mr. Uh, who is it here? Mr. Luke WG. Luke WG, you're taking home a prize pack from Maritime Madness Hot Sauce. We'll get your address here afterwards. And, uh, yeah, congratulations, sir. Uh, as well, thanks to Vitalize for providing us these fantastic glasses here. Uh, blocking the blue light. Blocking the blue light. Keeping that darker side away. and Keeping me sleeping sound. Lots of love, folks. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night with uh, a different episode. I believe it's Dodge Sports episode number two tomorrow night. We'll catch you then, folks. Until then, if you can be anything in this world, be kind. Lots of love. button and make sure to check out our apparel page on sale now until July 13th. As always, thanks to our friends. We'll see you tomorrow.